Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I'm your hostess, Pat Rulo, and right now I have a special author to share with you whose book, titled Folder, recently won the Speak Up Talk Radio Firebird Book Award. He is Raymond Bolton. Raymond lives near Portland, Oregon with his wife, Tony, and their cats, Max and Arthur. He has written award-winning poetry and has published five novels. His crossover epic fantasy sci-fi quartet, The Edrone Saga, which consists of Awakening and its prequel trilogy, Thought Gazer, Foretellers, and Triad, are published by Wordfire Press, publisher of many best-selling and award-winning authors. His work has also been endorsed by the late Mike Resnick, who says... Quote, in Awakening, Raymond Bolton presents us with an intricate and interesting problem, characters you care for, aliens who are alien, and carefully thought out future. International award-winning author of more than 80 books, Paul Kane describes his work as, quote, thoroughly imaginative with an eloquent writing style and characters that live and breathe on the page. And Raymond's latest novel, a self-published young adult science fiction novel entitled Folder, has received many author endorsements, including, as I mentioned, winning the Firebird Book Award in the Young Adult Science Fiction category. And right now, we are going to explore that book with him. So welcome back for the third time, Raymond. Welcome to the network. It's nice to be back, Pat. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm always happy to talk with you. Today is May 4th, and kind of uh, in conjunction with folding universes and Star Trek, I just have to say, may the 4th be with you. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, just... That's all right. My wife and I have been doing May the 4th discussions all morning, so yeah, this fits right in. <laughs> okay, good. I fit in as well. Before we get going on your book, I want to just say that I really like your website tagline, Crafting Worlds from Words. Thank you very much for the compliment. Um, that's basically what I do. I uh, try to put entire worlds together for readers. Mm -hmm. And you do so very, very well. I just, when I saw that today, it just kind of struck me. So I thought I wanted to mention that. All right, give us a sneak peek, if you would, into your book titled Folder. Okay, um, the premise is this. Eric Folder has just moved to Oregon to attend Portland State University when an automobile accident leaves him stricken with migraine headaches. The resulting visual effects something real-world medical professionals term an aura, and Eric, and Eric calls a shimmer, growing increasingly pronounced when he comes under duress. They render him virtually blind and therefore defenseless when a gang of street thugs attacks him. Desperate to see and needing to protect himself, Eric reflexively tears at the luminous lines of light and finds they have become tangible. When he pulls them aside, his present reality folds away with them, leaving him in better circumstances with his enemies vanished. Attempts to fold his way out of subsequent perils, however, leave him in increasingly strange situations until eventually his world becomes a nightmare. This is like the movie Groundhog Day, but gone terribly awry. Mm -hmm. And where did this idea come from? What made you decide to write about this? <laughs> I remember the night it came to me, I was, uh, uh, I had been wanting to write something targeted towards the young adult audience, although I do write my books with a uh, somewhat advanced vocabulary so that uh, adults also uh, can step in and feel at home. And I was going through other young adult stories. Some have been made into movies, one entitled Jump, for example. And all of them have... Um, uh, 
characters with abilities they were born with. I, I, I like doing something a step apart from whatever's already been done. Now, the Drone Saga, for example, is an epic fantasy, but rather than using magic, I use paranormalcy. And in here, uh, in Folder, uh, had not yet been named, I wanted to write something uh, with a uh, about a character who was not born with these circumstances. Uh, my wife says I'm plugged into somewhere else because storylines just come to me. And all of a sudden, while I was talking to my wife, I had the idea of him somehow being able to tear his present reality apart. And then with, from that concept, the story grew. Uh, I needed circumstances in which something accidental would happen to him, uh, catalyzing this unique ability. And uh, the story grew from there. Mm-hmm. Sounds like your wife is a great sounding board for you, too. Uh, she is. She's also my uh, first editor. She's great at spotting typos. And uh, when I was writing the Drone Saga, she, when I was writing Awakening, uh, she was not hesitant to tell me that the original ending sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's good because I, 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 don't, I, I, I wasn't quite content with it. And that confirmed my suspicions. And it, 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 that type of criticism actually causes me to go back and and re-examine what I've done. And the same with Folder, she would uh, be critical about certain sections, uh, to tell her, tell her when, to tell me when uh, certain sections dragged or seemed a little boring that they needed a better pace. And as a result uh, of her criticism, and criticism is not a bad thing if it's done constructively, um, I put together a book that actually received the endorsements of two other authors, uh, J.D. Butler, author of Witchy Eye, uh, and Anthony Dobronsky, author of The Demon in Business Class. Dave Butler was kind enough to call the book a wild, young adult, alternate worlds adventure that will leave you guessing right up to the end. Fans of Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials will love this. I thought that was uh, something very nice of him to say. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's it's worth listening to that criticism and taking it to heart and, and obviously trying to make it the best work that you can. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not one of these authors who will knock out a book a month. Uh, I don't think you can put together quality work in that time frame, uh, not have a day job and maintain a marriage, both of which I, I do. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, my books take a little longer. Readers won't find new books coming out in rapid succession, but I try to ensure that whenever they pick up another one of my books that they'll enjoy the read. And, and uh, Folder is getting great reviews from uh, readers online. Yes, I saw that as well. And obviously, we're, we go for quality and not quantity. Exactly. So multiple universes, um, a lot of research involved in that. Have you ever, have you ever had any personal experiences with it <laughs> now that you have spent time thinking about it and becoming immersed in it? Well, in my head, yes. But um, yeah, I, I have somewhat of a scientific background, and uh, Folder does make uh, reference uh, to uh, uh, various uh, theories in physics. I try to present it in a way that's not going to off-put the reader who doesn't have a scientific background, uh, but I also... Um, want to make sure that if somebody does, that uh, when they read the book, they will find that, uh, in fact, uh, the story has some uh, foundation in actual science. 
See, that's extremely important because what you don't want is for those readers who do know something about it to to read this work and then think, wow, this is beyond fantasy. This is not even plausible. Yes, this definitely needs to have some kind of uh, foundation in uh, multiple parallel universes. I, I do refer to the theory of multiple parallel universes put together by uh, Hugh Everett and Bryce Seligman DeWitt, uh, which they call the many worlds formulation, and uh, try to incorporate uh, actual uh, physics theories into the story itself. There's references to Albert Einstein and so on, but uh, I don't want uh, people's eyes to glaze and over when they, they're reading it either. So the, the, the references are brief and only is uh, presented as enough to, to give a little substance to the writing. There is a tendency then to go technical just because you know all of this and you want to share it. I find I have that tendency myself when I write or when I do my radio shows. It's like, oh, I know this. I have to let you know it too. But often it's not germane to the whole overall picture of things. One of the things um, that I like to um, ensure about my writing uh, is that it has a good pace, that uh, it doesn't slow the reader down. Um, I want to make sure that the story moves. Uh, they're not going to be inclined to put down the book necessarily because the plot slows. Uh, maybe because it's late at night or they have something else to do, you know, or, or, or good reasons for setting it aside. But uh, other than that, I want them to feel engaged. And what about your book cover art? Oh, wow, yes. Isn't that a wonderful yes. cover? Um, I, I found a remarkable artist. Her name is Amalia Cicilescu. Um She lives in Bucharest, Romania. She designs uh, covers for uh, authors like Dakota Kraut, who um, writes sci-fi, whose income uh, last year was seven figures. Uh, he, to say he's a, a bestseller is an understatement. Um, some of the best authors in the world choose Amalia, and um, because the story has such a unique premise, I wanted a cover that would reflect it. I didn't want somebody who was going to be grabbing stock images and putting them together. I needed an artist who was capable of creating the images from scratch, and uh, Amalia worked very closely with me. I found her on Facebook. See, that's a challenge when people are, are wanting a, a unique, one-of-a-kind, very important cover. Where do you find somebody and, and have to sift through them? So you were fortunate to find someone who worked out well for you. I, I was also, uh, I have um, a, a number of, of Facebook friends, the bulk of my community on Facebook uh, consists of other authors, and uh, so if I if I need something, uh, I can reach out in one of the public or private groups I belong to, uh, ask for leads, and uh, uh, the references I get are, are usually very reliable. I've got another uh, brilliant author named Dean Samed in, in uh, England who's working on uh, a uh, cover for my next novel. Uh, it, it's, it is a horror novel, my first foray into the genre, and uh, frankly, the cover scares me. He's, he's brilliant as well. Oh, oh, I love that. You're leaving us on a cliff here. We, we need to see this. So tell us more, or as much as you can, about this upcoming horror book. The, the upcoming book is entitled uh, Wraith, W-R-A-I-T-H. The, the premise I've written that's going to go on the back of the book, um, infuriated 
over the late night attacks that has left him and his children murdered and his wife in an ICU fighting for her life. Warren returns to the world of the living to take revenge against the trio of street thugs who attack them and also against Jordan, his business partner, who has embezzled their investment firm's assets. It's a race against time as Jordan prepares to flee the country, taking millions of dollars with him in an elaborate scheme to elude law enforcement in order to keep the firm from collapsing, leaving all of its employees and investors destitute. Warren struggles to find a way to stop him. It's not an easy task for a disembodied person with no easy way to communicate with the living. Oh my gosh, I would love to spend a day in your head. I am so fortunate. And this book, too, has uh, also received uh, endorsements. Michael R. Collings, uh, who was named Grand Master at the 2016 World Horror Convention, gives it a great endorsement. Um, he says, Raymond Bolton's Wraith presents an intriguing view of the intersections between the living and the dead, beginning with a triple murder. This dark paranormal novel explores the consequences of betrayal, greed, infidelity, and vengeance on both sides of mortality, and in each instance provides unexpected twists that propel the readers onward page after page. Bolton deftly shifts perspectives between the world of the race and those he pursues with a fury that transcends death itself. Um, I've also received an endorsement um, from an author, the author who endorsed Thought Gazer, um, Paul Kane, uh, gives it a great uh, endorsement, and, and I'm excited to say it's coming out uh, um, in probably, I'm looking to July, August at the latest, but uh, probably July of this year. Excellent, excellent. Well, I look forward to reading that, too. You'll have to share that with us. I will. Yes. Um, also, anybody who's interested in having a heads up, I encourage you to log on to my website, RaymondBolton.com. Uh, subscribe to my mailing list, and you'll get heads up when any of my works come out. Excellent. You answered my next question. I wanted to make sure we had contact information for you, so it's RaymondBolton.com. Any other places? Uh, yes, this uh, September 10th, 11th, and 12th, Rose City Comic Con in Portland, Oregon is open, opening up now that there is a vaccine. I have a dealer's table in Author Alley. Please come look me up. I'll have copies of all of my books, all the ones mentioned, and uh, I look forward to meeting you face to face. Oh, that's excellent. That'll be fun to get back on the street, won't it? Yes, it will. Finally, at long last. <laughs> Good. I just wanted this to be a teaser today. Everybody needs to just get a little taste of who you are and then head over to your website, RaymondBolton.com. Get a copy of the book folder. We'll be looking for the book Wraith. Raymond Bolton, you're awesome. Thank you for sharing you with us today. Thank you, Pat. I, again, I appreciate you having me. I look forward to talking to you again in the future.